You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 51. Cubs break the Bronx curse. And in this segment, we want to play an interview that Crawley did with Justin Steele at Club 400 in honor of Justin's first all-star appearance that's going to be on Tuesday night out in Seattle. Uh, First of all, thank you all for coming out here, and thank you, Justin, for making it out here. You're a long way up from Loosedale, Mississippi, huh? We are. We are. (laughs) Do me a favor. I know you're going to get here. Do me a favor. Tell us really quick. I know for Stu and I, it was Harry Carey. It was 1984. What was the first memories you have of getting into baseball? Um, Probably just growing up playing with my brother and my dad in the yard, doing things along that nature. And then uh, my dad was a Braves fan growing up, so just watching the Braves play. And then every now and then we'd go to Atlanta to catch a game and stuff. So just playing in the yard mainly with my brothers. Kind of how I fell in love with it. Was there a player that you really idolized on that Atlanta team? <laughs> yeah, Tom Glavin. Tom Glavin oh, was my go-to guy. Yeah. All right. Now, did you play any other sports growing up besides baseball? Yeah, I played basketball. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're playing, and you played for George County High School. Yeah. I heard D County. D County. What does that mean? It, so in South Mississippi, when you say you're from George County, like everybody knows, that's like D County. D County. D County. <laughs> All right. So and you pitched, but you were also a first baseman. Could you yes. hit? Yeah, I could hit. I was going. I was going to college to do both. Okay, now, now, are you upset about the DH? Do you wish you could still go up there and maybe take yes, a swing? I miss hitting. I miss hitting very much. I was one for one on four cards. Oh, okay, all right. Now, for you, when did you really kind of say to yourself, I can be a baseball player? This is something that's something I can do. Um, when I was really young, uh, kindergarten, the, I remember the teacher asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I drew a picture of a baseball player. I didn't know I was going to be a pitcher, didn't know what I was going to be doing, but I knew I wanted to be a baseball player at a really young age. Okay, so you were committed to play at the University of Southern Mississippi, but you were drafted by the Cubs <laughs> in the fifth round of the 2014 draft. Was there any question in your mind you were going pro, or was there kind of some indecision? Um, for me, if the you know if the number was right, I was going to go and you know bypass college and go ahead and start my professional career because you know my main focus was always on the baseball field and you know school is very important and stuff. But I wanted to go ahead and start my professional career with it. So you're sitting there, you're watching the draft. Who's in the room with you before they call your name? Um, mom was there. My best friend was there. Um, my best friend's mother was there. Um, yeah, that, that was, it was it was really special. I still remember it. Um, just hugging my mom. It was a really special moment. Now they say the Cubs draft you. Do you know anything about the Cubs or Wrigley Field or anything about it at all? Uh, I know Wrigley had a lot of history. I didn't know all the specifics of it. And um, but once I got drafted by the Cubs and got to Arizona and stuff, I started picking up and realizing just how much history was there. And you know, I kind of just became a sponge and started learning all kinds of stuff. 
When was the first time you were able to get to Wrigley Field? First time would have been 2000 and it was either 17 or 18 when I was rehabbing Tommy John. I went there for a uh, pre-draft um, combine thing they were doing for high school kids. And I went and talked to them and told them, you know, about how good the Cubs organization is with high school athletes and stuff. And um, so I was kind of just, you know, Brennan Davis. Brennan Davis was a part of that high school group, uh, Cole Roderer. Um, I believe Cole Franklin was also a part of that. So there was a few high school guys they ended up drafting that was in that group that I talked to. Yeah, and, and Brennan and Cole were here uh, at the Christmas party. We had an absolute blast with them. 2015, you pitch in the affiliate low A at Eugene Emeralds. Then you move up to A-Ball and South Bend to start 2016. But in 2017, you're in Myrtle Beach. You mentioned you had Tommy John surgery. Yeah. How frustrating was that when you had that? And, and how difficult was the process to get back to where you wanted to be? Um, I remember as soon as I kind of had the surgery, you know, I got right to work and uh, just started, you know, wanting to get back on the field as soon as possible. Um, I had a really fast recovery. Um, I was back in games at like eight or nine months uh, post-surgery, so I was trying to get back in the game as fast as I possibly could and put myself in a position where, you know, the big league club needed me. And you come back in 2018, you start out, you know, in Myrtle Beach and then you go to the Smokies. 2019, you're at the Smokies again. You're 0-6 with a 5.59 ERA over 11 starts. Mm -hmm. And then your 2020 season was canceled due to COVID. Did the Cubs talk to you about a plan, something you wanted to work on while they were still trying to figure out what was going to happen with baseball? Um, I remember the that next spring training, I was in big league camp. It was either my first or second big league camp. And then once COVID, we came to the field, COVID happened, everything was canceled. And I uh, went home for the summer, you know, was just hanging out and stuff. And then once they kind of fired the season back up, they um, sent me to the alternate side taxi squad or whatever. And uh, I started pitching there against our guy, the other hitters that we had on the taxi squad. And so I started really performing there. And then um, that's when they ended up, you know, calling me up and putting me in the bullpen. And then uh, from there, kind of just took off. And that alt site was in South Bend. And there yeah, was, was a crazy Bend. amount of really good players there. That yeah. had to have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So now that you're there, was there any time, you, you were originally, like I said, fastball, four-seamer, I think, curveball. Mm -hmm. When did the slider become part of, your, part of your arsenal? It was at that off site. It was um, leading into that right before COVID happened. They told me they wanted me to start working on a slider, so I started you know, just throwing sliders. It wasn't too big of an adjustment for me. I could always kind of spin the ball. I um, always had to feel with curveballs, so throwing a slider was kind of second nature for me, and I just picked it right up. And so... Was, how much work have you done in the pitch lab, and what what have you picked up while you were working at the pitch lab? Um, I don't do much in the pitch lab, per se. They, they get me in there to look at numbers and make sure everything's up to speed and whatnot. But um, as far as me, I use the eye test uh, for a lot of things. Like, I can use my eyes, and if I'm in the lab, I can pretty much tell them, like, you know, that's going to register pretty good on the computer or whatever, so I, I like to use my eyes. Nice. And so you were called up by the Cubs, but you didn't get to pitch. You got sent back mm -hmm. down, but then you were called back up again. You make your debut in Milwaukee on April 12th as a reliever. How much of that game do you remember? Against the Brewers, right? Mm -hmm. Andrew Chafin's getting knocked around six runs, and you came in, and, and the first batter you faced, you remember who it was or not? No. Daniel Robertson, strikeout. Yeah, I remember it was a strikeout. I didn't, I didn't know who I was facing. <laughs> I knew it was a right-handed hitter. Was on there or anybody else? Yeah, she was at the next one because it, it was a last-minute call-up. It was like they they called me up and I had to drive from South Bend to Milwaukee and I pitched like that night. Wow! So you are sitting there and you come out of the bullpen and you start pitching out of the bullpen April, May, and you hurt your am hamstring. Mm -hmm. 
And then when you come back with the Cubs, it's in August, and you're coming back and you start a game. Was that the plan all along to make you a starter? Um, I think the Cubs have always had ideas of me being a starting pitcher um, ever since they drafted me and stuff. And then post uh, Tommy John surgery and then the season getting canceled and stuff, it kind of just made made sense for them to kind of groom me in the big leagues uh, as a reliever, let me get my feet wet in that sense. And then um, when the hamstring happened, it was kind of just weird timing because they were um, we were going through a transition, and then uh, they send me down. You know, like, you know we're going to get you built up to four or five innings, and then when we call you back up. You'll be in the rotation. So ever since then, I just haven't really looked back. Now in 2022, you got the lockout. You got a shortened season. You're competing for a spot in the rotation. You had Hendricks, Strowman, Miley, and Smiley, and then a couple guys were competing for that fifth starter spot. It was you, Alex Mills, Keegan Thompson. What was your approach that spring as you tried to lock down a spot in that rotation? It was just go out there and compete, get out, just show what I could do on a daily basis or every fifth, fifth to the sixth day basis. You know, where I mean, if they needed me in the bullpen at the time, you know, I was completely open. I just wanted to help the big league club in some way. Now, our friend Bo from A Million Cubs Cards is not here, but I understand you are a big card collector. Yeah, I love how that. did you get into that? And, and, and tell us about how that hobby's kind of been fun for you. Uh, me and my brother, we were collecting sports cards at a young age. Um, and then uh, we, we had a ton of cards. And then when the COVID year happened, the uh, hobby kind of fired back up. People started get, getting really back into it. So me and, me and my brother went through our old collection. We found a ton of valuable cards that we had from when we were kids. And that kind of just set a fire on us. And then we, I started buying cards and stuff. And now I'm into NFL, UFC. Like, I'm a big sports guy. I'm always watching sports. So I love collecting cards. And when, when you collect cards, you like to collect cards of players that you've played against or, or with, all of that? Uh, I usually don't do baseball too much. Uh, no. yeah, I, I usually do NFL, UFC, um, baseball time to time. And it's usually like people that I know. It's not for me like uh, like wanting like a valuable card. It's like more so like it's cool because I played with this guy. Right. And as you sit here and you play against these players, was there ever a moment where you're facing a hitter and you, you say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I've, I've watched that guy on TV. I thought that guy was the best. Something that kind of blew you away a little bit while you were on the mound. I really don't have the moments on the mound. Like I, I, I'm usually just zoned in with the catcher, just like not paying attention to who's really in the box. All right, 2022, you make the rotation, you're in there, there's injuries, you get to play, and you have a pretty good first half. Mm-hmm. But the second half, your numbers were ridiculous. How about this, .98 ERA in 36.2 innings, 47 strikeouts, holding batters to a 2.35 average. You were... <laughs> In terms of ERA, you were the best pitcher in baseball in the second half last year. Do you feel like that there was something that for you or something that just started working for you? What do you think kind of you attribute that to? I mean, I think all season long I was uh, constantly making the right adjustments, making the um, right reads and, you know, reading swings, just paying attention and learning from each and every start. And I kind of felt like even before that second half happened, there was things happening in the first half that kind of led up to that second half happening in, in the fashion that it did. Um, but yeah, I would say like, you know, a month leading into the All-Star break, I really started figuring some stuff out. I started, you know, honing in my delivery and, you know, becoming more consistent. And then I'd say that second half was just kind of a product of it. Now, you were very much featured at Cubs convention this year, but I kind of, I thought you were at Cubs convention before, right? Yeah, that was my third one. So how did it feel, though, this time around, kind of being a featured guy and being all those panels? How much did you enjoy it, and how crazy are these Cub fans? I enjoy CubsCon a lot. It's it's always fun going up there. You know, it's always good to go and, you know, get your energy up before spring training starts because the fans are always bringing energy at CubsCon. 
Now, as a pitcher, you had to have been excited when all of a sudden you're kind of watching, and I don't know if you get text or you're watching it or whatever, but all the new signings that the Cubs have, and guys that are not only good offensively, but gold glove caliber guys. As a pitcher, how great is it to have all the, whether you're talking about Dansby, Nico, who's been up for a golden glove, Hap, uh, Bellinger. For a pitcher, how much confidence does that give you to go out and just throw whatever you need to throw? That, that gives me all the confidence in the world because, I mean, instead of going out there and you're know, trying to make every single pitch the most important pitch, trying to strike them out from strike one, you know, I can go up there and, like, kind of say, please hit it. You know, if you hit it, if I throw one pitch to you, that leaves me 20 other pitches to throw to other guys and it gets me deeper in the ball game. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nice being able to just kind of like let the guy hit the ball and, you know, guys behind me are, you know, a lot of, a lot of hardware behind me, so they're going to make the play. Now, you got a really interesting staff. Jamison Tyone's new this year, and I heard he's a really good teammate. Mm -hmm. You guys get to talk a little bit about uh, different grips and what you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. Me and me and Jamo are talking on the bench all the time, watching people pitch. We're all, all the starters are always communicating about pitching and stuff. Now, I know for a fact that one of your hobbies is video games. Mm -hmm. What is the video game that you feel that you could beat pretty much anybody at? <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a list. It's a list. It's a list. Uh, NBA 2K, MLB The Show. Fortnite, Apex, Call of Duty. Is Cole Franklin really as bad at MLB The Show as some people make him out to be? That's hilarious. I've actually played with Cole before on MLB The Show, and we had like a 4 nothing lead in the ninth inning. He was pitching the ninth, and he absolutely blew it. <laughs> now, now, Justin, I mean, I think, you know, you've kind of mentioned you, you're, you're a little bit more of an introvert, quieter mm. guy. All the media attention, I know that Marquis has gone down to Mississippi, uh, all that stuff. How do you adjust to kind of the new attention with the media and, and, you know, all that kind of the glare of the spotlight now? Um, yeah, I'm definitely naturally introverted. Um, not one of them guys that's going to, you know, go out of my way to make conversation, but I'm very open to having conversation. If people come up to me, I'm more than willing to talk about anything. Um, but yeah, very naturally introverted. But you know, as far as media and stuff goes, I, I'd like to think I'm good at good at answering questions and you know, giving you know, like good, clear answers just so people understand where I'm coming from and stuff. So it really doesn't bother me as far as uh, the media and stuff goes. But Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know, definitely like to keep it myself for the most part. Yeah, and, and you know, Marquis asked you to do stuff like Bay versus ball players. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> of that, some of that stuff's fun. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do that with uh, Keegan, yeah, Keegan and Keegan and, and, yeah, yeah. and so I was just kind of going through the videos, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Justin Steele has a skill I was not aware of. Now, I'm not a big country fan. I know we do have a lot of country fans. <laughs> I just didn't know that you could sing Eric, Eric Church Homeboy <laughs> so well. I mean, could you give a few bars for me? I heard you do. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Justin, you know, this has been a really fun year so far, and, and, and we're going to take some questions from the crowd. Who's got the extra mic? Flanagan might have one back there, yeah. Mr. Flanagan, do we have a mic? And, and I think the birthday girl should get the first question. Birthday girl's right there. Happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday. She's always cheering the guys at the yeah, ball. Yeah, you know that. Okay, so I know there was a game last year that John Lester came to watch you pitch. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering what your connection has been with him and what your conversations have been like. Um, all the conversations have kind of been through Rossi or like Rossi's the one coordinating and setting it up and stuff. But yeah, he had the uh, start last year towards the end of the year um, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, it was kind of in the middle of that run I was having on the second half and John Lesh was in the locker room beforehand and stuff. You know, I went up to him, told him thank you for reaching out to Rossi and you know, giving me a few tidbits and stuff to you know help me and take you know the right steps in the right direction and whatnot. And um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great relationship. You know, he's offering information when he wants to and stuff, you know, I'm going to take whatever he has. Did you see him being a pitching coach one day? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any other questions? Oh, follow -up. Also, I'm a big fan of the Wicks and the Miners. Yeah. And I'm wondering what your relationship with him is. We've, we've met a handful of times, spring training, Cubs Con. Um, we've also played some video games together through like Cole Franklin and stuff. He's an awesome guy, awesome guy. Awesome. Thanks. No All right, who else has a question here? Little, up. Oh, go ahead. Hello, I just want to say my son is a nine-year travel baseball player right now. What advice would you give a child at nine years old to kind of continue on to make it to the big leagues? Um, at nine, I would say just have fun. Make sure you're playing multiple sports, multiple positions. Um, you know, the main thing is just having fun at that age. Uh, I remember when I was nine years old, and I didn't really care what position I was playing. I could have been on the mound, outfield first. It really didn't matter to me. I just really enjoyed being on the field with my teammates, competing and uh, hitting and throwing, just, you know, being out there playing with the guys. So I would say at nine years old is just about having fun, building build, build the bond with the teammates and, you know, learning to compete. I know you said you played basketball earlier. Did you ever play one-on-one -on -one with Brennan? I heard Brennan's quite the player. I haven't played one-on-one -on -one with Brennan. Ever since we've been drafted, though, so it's probably not a good idea for us to play because the Cubs would not be happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Cubs would not be happy to hear that Justin Steele and Brennan Davis were playing a serious game. <laughs> now, 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 no basketball, but maybe golf with Brennan? Yes, I have golf with Brennan. Well, we did that earlier. <laughs> I totally missed that. All righty, who else has a question? Go ahead, right here. I'm going to make you go through that twice. So... I've got a question for Brendan. So I get to go to a lot of games, and this year at, at spring training I noticed, and it's continued in the regular season, when you don't pitch before the games, you came out and watched the starting pitcher warm up. Yeah. I've never seen it happen before in the 40 years I've been watching Cubs baseball. So you would come out in spring training, now the other pitchers come out and watch the starting pitcher warm up. It's never happened before. Why do you do that before the games? Why do you start? Uh, for me, I like to know how um, our pitchers on our team click, what makes them work, um, little things that they do to like reset or just anything. I just like to watch how our pitchers work. And I like to, you know, observe what they're doing and try and incorporate things that they do into what I do to make myself better. Because 
I mean, for me, I feel like there's something to learn from everybody you encounter. So that's kind of how I look at it. So what they're doing, I like to go out there and watch how they warm up for games and stuff and like, like kind of incorporate it. And it's good that the all of us are starting to do it yeah, together the, now. The whole team yeah. now comes out. I saw it opening day. Stroh was out. They were all out. Yeah. Jason comes out. That's that's awesome. Yes, I think, it's really I think we have a question from the Salsa King. Oh. How awesome was Saturday coming off the mound? Saturday was awesome. It, it was really awesome. Um, pitching at Wrigley is definitely like the most fun thing to do, especially when it's going your way. Uh, you can't really you can't really put a price on it. It's it's a lot of fun. How challenging was it in those conditions? And sorry how things turned out that game. Do what? <laughs> I said, how challenging was it in those conditions? And sorry, how things turned out that day. Oh no, uh, the uh, the weather I wasn't really worrying about. Um, there was a few times the wind would pick up and it would like kind of push me over a little bit. But as far as that stuff goes, like the wind was blowing in, so as a pitcher, I'm like I can kind of let them hit it in the air, like let them hit it as far as they want. It's gonna be hard to get one out of the yard that day. So when that kind of stuff's happening, I kind of just adjust how I'm pitching a little bit and whatnot. But uh, you know, it was really good to get out there and get the first one under my belt and have a good one, so do my job. Good job. Thank you. All right, we have a question right here. Go ahead. Prior to the draft, who would you say had the greatest in influence on you as a player? Before being drafted? Before being drafted. Mm. Uh, probably just my brother, my dad, uh, my high school coaches, all them guys, Tim Davis, Brandon Davis, those are my high school coaches. Uh, yeah, I would, say, I would say them guys. And how, how, what, what kind of coach is Tommy Hotta? Because we hear all sorts of interesting things about him. As a pitching coach, what would you say really kind of makes him stand out? I would say what makes uh, Tommy stand out is how adaptive he is. He knows every pitcher is different, so he kind of is able to, you know, articulate different ways to like go about bringing something to your attention. So like he's gonna talk to he's gonna talk to me differently than he talks to Tyler Jameson or Stroh. Um, I would say that's what Tommy's really, really good at is being able to identify how people click and um, say the right things to them. Senor Esparza, por favor. Si tengo una pregunta para Justin. ¿Hablas español? Si, si, so you like the pitch clock or not? Uh, the other day I had two violations, uh, but I wasn't paying attention to the clock. I was just kind of, you know, going through what I do, looking at, like, trying to get my sign and stuff, and then all of a sudden it's hitting zero, and the umpire was, you know, making a scene about it and stuff. But, I wrote it down on my uh, Yeah, uh, but it's, you know, as far as me, like, I wasn't even paying attention to it, but, you know, obviously the two blunders or whatever, but not that big of a deal for me. And how much do you like pitch count using that? that? I love the pitch count. I love the pitch count. Yeah, like get, getting a strikeout or something, or the balls being thrown around the infield. Go ahead and like him to like press a button and already have the pitch before he even step on the mound. Like I think that's really cool. Great. Any other? Oh, we got a question right here. How old did you start playing? Baseball. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was really young when I probably picked up a ball and bat and stuff. But I believe four years old is when I first like started league ball. Wow. Second question. Um, who makes me laugh the most? Laugh the most. Laugh the most. Probably Abbott. Probably Abbott Alzalea. That's pretty funny. Question over here. 
Um, can you talk about your pregame ritual? Like, what do you do starting the night before? Because originally we heard you were leaving at 9 and uh, pregame, but you're not pitching tomorrow. So, what do you do like the morning of on a 120 start? Uh, 120 start. I usually get to the field around three hours before uh, first pitch. That gives me plenty of time to, you know, get breakfast in me, um, get my pregame routine going, like foam rolling, just, you know, get my body warmed up and, you know, prepared to, you know, throw however many pitches I need to throw. And then, um, yeah, it usually takes me like two hours to get through, like my pregame eating and all that stuff. And then I usually start walking on the field probably 30 to 40 minutes before the game starts, start warming up, getting my arm loose. And then I usually, I'm usually done with my pregame bullpen like 10 minutes before the game starts. And then I walk back to the dugout, sit down and just wait for the first pitch and then go out there and get it done. I'm, I'm not really superstitious or anything. I like to, uh, I like to treat it as a normal day. I don't really like listen to music or anything. I just like talk to everybody and just treat it like a normal day at the office. I'll tell you something though, is that when I first saw you, I'm like, this is a quiet guy. I bet he's like Kyle Hendricks. And then you get on the mound and you're screaming and yelling, especially like big strikeouts or something, man. You seem to be like a pretty fierce competitor. Mom, would that be an accurate statement? Get everything. Yeah. What, what, you think so? What about in fantasy football? As competitive? Yes. Probably, probably the most competitive. I think there was an incident on the field where somebody punched somebody. What was yeah. it, Jock Peterson? Yeah, Jock Peterson got slapped by a Tommy fan. You're not going to take I was not in that league. Okay, and you're not going to take it that far. Okay, all righty. Questions? Allie. Two things. Besides Wrigley, any place you want to pitch or get excited to pitch in? Um... I think it'd be really cool to pitch at Fenway. That's another historic ballpark. Um, other than that, I can't really think of one that I'm like just itching to pitch at. Um, I'm always open to going to new ballparks. So every time I go to a new ballpark, I like to get in the dugout and like take a picture. You know, obviously want to go to all 32 ballparks. I think that'd be really cool. All right, you are a proud father of a little guy named Bo, and and how much fun is it that he gets to kind of be around the ballpark, be around Wrigley? How much? enjoyment does that bring to you and did that give you more focus after he was born as a pitcher oh yeah i mean having a kid definitely gives you a whole different outlook and different perspective on things um definitely something definitely changed uh once he was born and stuff definitely had a different focus going into work and whatnot um but i mean it's been amazing you know it's come, coming home from uh the field every day and you know seeing him he's smiling and stuff it'll It'll make whatever bad day you have, it'll just wash it right away. So it's always fun, you know, I love being a dad. Yeah, make you forget all about Paul Goldschmidt. Any, uh, any other questions? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul Johnson. Um, you moved to Arizona in the offseason. I yeah. just wanted to know what went into that decision and what did, what did you gain from being down there? It was just a uh, common ground for Libby and I. Um, it also put me a, a lot closer to the facility and um, being able to be hands-on with the staff day in and day out, um, not being across the country from uh, you know the strength staff, pitching coaches and whatnot, you know, being able to go into the facility every day and you know I'm throwing bullpens right in front of them. I'm not having to like try and get somebody to video it and send it to them and then you know that kind of stuff so it was nice to be hands-on with them day in and day out any other questions i want to ask a professional baseball player this question how does everybody in the clubhouse think of the new rules in baseball has anybody complained about it 
are they getting used to it? Are they adjusting? Um, everybody's liking that the games are faster. The, I would say the problem is is uh, some umpires try like they try to take over the game almost and like be real stiflers about things when you know the nature of the game is kind of like you know it's like a bigger situation so you need a little more like the pitcher needs more time to think or the hitter needs more time to you know gather himself you know them situations i think you know there needs to be whether it's adding like three more seconds to the clock or you know just you know having a little bit of leeway when the moments start to happen say it's late in the game or turn it off in the ninth inning or something i would say that's kind of been the, the big thing but all the guys everybody loves that it's speeding the games up and they're talking now about the automatic balls and strike, where you, the challenge system. Yeah, the challenge, yeah, yeah. Have you guys, I don't think well, you've well, the, So my question is, would the pitcher have a challenge? So here's the way it's going to work, is that the only people, managers cannot challenge, it's the pitcher, the catcher, or the hitter. And you have to do it immediately, no looking at anything, and then it will automatically come up to the board, and it will look like a tennis, it'll show you exactly where it is. But you only have a limited amount. I'm, yeah, I'm into that. All right, you're in. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? Uh, is there anyone that didn't get to ask a question? All right, Justin, we appreciate you coming Woo! here. Yeah. We appreciate you being a Club And Stuart, thank you for hosting and all that time asking questions. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.